Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Hoopers Podcast. I am your host, president of the Hoopers, headband warrior, Ben Roberts. And my guest today, a lady who goes by many names. Actually, I don't even know your real name. What is you, what is what is your name? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Coruscant. Coruscant? Yeah. Oh, that does ring a bell, actually. Yeah. But I've never heard that name before before I met you. No, it's an unusual one. Is it uh, from a particular country or...? Uh... Apparently, it's Old French, meaning choir singer. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, Coruscant. Doesn't really sound that French. Coruscant. Ah, That's bad French accent, but yeah. Okay. It's Coruscant, and what's your last name? Low. <laughs> Coruscant Low. Yeah. But I call you Cor... Your name is Cory, really. Yeah. Cory Sand Low. Yeah. Welcome to the Hoopers Podcast. Thank you, I'm very, very excited. Yeah, so welcome to the Hoopers Podcast. You're here to solve a murder. I am here to solve a murder. Well, two murders. Two murders. Usually we, usually we just pick a case where just one person has been murdered. This time two people were murdered. And possibly more, who knows? Could be a, could be a serial killer. Because the killer is still at large. It's the, uh, the Delphi murders. Is it Delphi or Delphi? Are the well, Americans just saying it wrong? Well, I in my because I've been following this for about two years. Not properly. It's not one of my cases, but uh, for two years I've been reading about this kind of you know kept a furtive eye on it, and I've been saying in my head the Delphi murders. Yeah. But then I'm uh, I'm researching last night for this, and they're all saying oh the Delphi, and I feel like if the people who live in but they say like Delphi, tomato. You can't really trust. Yeah, true. But I want to say, if if they live there and they're saying Delphi, then for all intents and purposes, it is called Delphi. Very true, very true. You know? Because, I, I mean, we're probably never going to say the word again after today. But I feel like we're going to say it a lot today. Unless we do, like, an update a year from now and they've caught the guy. I hope it's less than a year. I feel like it's going to be a while. I don't. I don't think they're close. Obviously, so we're going to talk about this press conference that the cops did where they acted like they were really close to solving it. But I don't, I don't think they're very close. I feel like they but are. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in the American police force. I feel what? like they were putting themselves out there. They were like, on the table, we're coming yeah. after you. We're, we're getting they in. really are a on the table kind of people, the Americans, aren't they? Yeah. Because I was explaining the press conference to Sam, and he was like, "What? That's mental!" And I was like, "Yeah." And then he said this, and he was like, "What?" And then, like to go and then he was like, "I can't believe they would do that in Britain." I was like, "No, no, it's American." He's like, mm. "Oh, right, yeah. of it's course." Like every so, I watch a lot of like detective shows, Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. The Mentalist, NCIS, all of them, and they're all like that. And then to see one in real life, and you're like, oh, it is actually, that's yeah. actually how they do press conferences. That's <laughs> yeah. actually how they act. And this press conference was mad. I'll probably play a bit of the press conference just because it's worth it for the uh, the press conference. It's just so intense. And the silence in the room yeah, at the time. Yeah, the silence. Like he was pausing after every line to have a little cry to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, and all the reporters were saying afterwards how tense it was in the room and how everyone was on edge and looking around them and kind of it was like this electric feeling. Oh yeah, I would, I would love to be there because that kind of, I guess, uh, child murders are gonna bring a bit more of that kind of thing. Mm. Like if police are working on them, they're gonna be like, you know, they're gonna look at those kids and think of their own kids and well, there's more emotion behind it isn't it and they're trying to yeah, get exactly. that across to the public they yeah. want the public to have that feeling as well yeah and I, I guess what they're looking for is they need the public to like come in and tell them who done it because mm. they don't know yeah so that's why it helps to heighten the emotions but I mean we'll get into it but they, they haven't really told us that much have they no like they're keeping everything under wraps it's I was saying it's so difficult to find information yeah I feel like I've given you the short you've drawn the short straw because you said you'd come on and do a murder and then I give you a, a murder where we, we don't know anything about it so your chances of solving it are, are slim it's interesting though it feels like because it because also it's a current case it's a live case that makes it more exciting and more kind of I don't know it makes it's just interesting it is interesting because it's um, actually this year. I was going to say I haven't 
read about many cases that actually get solved. Usually I just read about them and then drive myself mad and then I never find out who done mm. it. But this year, they have started solving loads of those cold cases that I used to read about. Like, obviously, the Golden State Killer is the big one. So I was listening to a podcast this morning. Yeah. Unfortunately, not this one, uh-huh. although I have listened to many. Um, we did do a Golden State Killer one. They had the they had the detective who solved the Golden State Killer on Paul the podcast. Holes. Paul Holes. And he, um, he was talking about the a different case, but the whole process about how you go around um, trying to solve cold case murders and how technology has completely changed absolutely everything. Mm. But there are huge issues to do with how evidence was stored and, and it makes it so much more challenging at the same time. Mm-hmm. And cold cases last for kind of years and years and you just have to yeah. keep plugging away at them. I mean, they pretty much, I mean, if you're given a cold case as a detective, like, you're not really expected to solve it. Because mm. obviously people have tried and failed. So they, they pretty much just use them for training cases. Mm. Except for like specialist cold case teams. But cold cases are really hard to solve. Because I mean, back in the, even, d- DNA has only been around since like the late 80s. Yeah. So before that, they would uh, police forces were just preserving the evidence but they like didn't really know why they're like oh maybe this blood one day will but not even massively preserving it like he was saying in this uh murder that the uh whichever state it was and where they stored the evidence they decided to put all of the evidence of murders on the second floor of this building but it gets really hot there so all the heat rose and it completely destroyed any kind of dna or trace (coughs) evidence there could possibly be right yeah yeah. so it's kind of they were storing it but they just had no clue how Mm. yeah i mean and you know i sympathize with them to some extent because that's kind of a very human error to make Mm. especially like in the olden days when you didn't really know what in what form you needed the evidence and how it would be handy exactly in the future. There's a case. Have you heard of the Hammersmith murders? No. Because obviously you've heard of Hammersmith. Yes. In London, <laughs> there were some murders in the '60s uh, from this guy. The the press called him Jack the Stripper. He murdered ten people in the '60s, still unsolved. And we could pretty much solve that now if they had preserved the DNA mm. but ev- I'm told that every bit of evidence from that case is now lost from 10 murders really? which is crazy they don't have a sing they don't have a shred of evidence because now you know people have dug up loads of not literally dug up but people have thought of like loads of suspects that mm. it could possibly be could have possibly been this Welsh guy some people think and uh the evidence is just gone. So we will never know who the Hammersmith murderer was. Does it get to a certain point, though? If you think about police resources and storing stuff, is there much point in storing it when it gets to a point where you're not going to bring the killer to justice and all the people who well, yeah, yeah. were affected by it and would want to see justice and would want to see an answer? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, if we solve Jack the Ripper now, like, who is really... Who are we really doing that for other than just our own morbid curiosity? Mm, exactly. There's, there's no family members who who are re- still really affected and, you know, there's no... Uh, like in this case, obviously, we have family members who are like desperate, wake up every morning mm. wanting to hear from... You know, one end, they just want closure and to know what happened to their uh, daughters and stuff. And you've got you've to sympathize with parents who... Is it, you know, some parents die without knowing what happened to their children. It's actually yeah. crazy to think about. I can't imagine. And especially if you think it's people in your community, people that you might know. That completely would mess with your head. Yeah. In a way that you just couldn't. And you wouldn't want to move away because that's where you were with your kid and there's memories there. But I can imagine it'd be really difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, did, I, I don't know what I would do. Especially in a small town like Delphi. Mm. Like, it must be just maddening because i mean we'll get into we might as well get into it right now but you know it's very possible that the killer is just you're seeing him day to day i couldn't uh i couldn't imagine well when i was little we do i grew up in a, ta- a small town and we had a murder when i was little mm. that went unsolved for a couple of months so there, w- there was that feeling in the town of like oh it could be any one of us not me because i was 10 but there's also, I think there's that element when you're anywhere. Like, I remember a couple of years ago, there was that guy going around Clapham. 
pushing girls into or like women into doorways and kind of sexually assaulting them or right, just right, touching right. them and I remember that went on for months and months and the police were releasing lots of statements and they kind of released the CCTV footage mm-hmm. and even just I suppose walking around an area that you know where something like that has happened but that person is still out there mm-hmm. even yeah. if it's not a small town or a small community in that way being yeah. in London mm-hmm. still had that feeling don't walk alone at night, folks. Oh, no, definitely not. Is that or is it all right to say that, or does that count as victim blaming? No, but I think there's like you can be looking after your own safety. Take precautions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take all the precautions. I feel like there's a condom joke in there somewhere. No, no. Well, yeah, <laughs> that as well. Yeah, yeah. Take all precautions always in life. You know, don't don't turn the dishwasher on if you think the dishwasher might be broken. Very true. Although that's probably one of the lesser... I, I, I wouldn't worry. Well, it's dominated my day, because Sam <laughs> Sam broke the dishwasher earlier. What did he do to it? I don't know, but he turned it on, and then, like, five minutes later, he's he's playing PlayStation, I walk in, there's water all over the floor, and I'm like, is something leaking? Oh, Sam. And he's just like, oh, I don't know, I must have spilled water or something. And then I look at the dishwasher, it's, like, bent out of proportion. Yeah, so the dishwasher's broken. Did he kick the door shut or something? I don't know what he's done, but it, it's... Uh, I tell you, I feel pretty down on my luck today. Had yeah. to Had to deal with that. Having to wash your dishes by hand, what a nightmare. But anyway, m- well, no, I never use the dishwasher, so I know it's not my fault. Ah, fair I fair. always wash by hand. Partly because I don't know how to use the dishwasher, and I'm too embarrassed to ask fair. someone how to do it. Yeah. But anyway, do you know what else is hard? Um, uh, murder. Yeah. Dealing with murder. Yeah. So let's inter- so we'll introduce the uh, this case is the Delphi murders D E L P H I if you want to google it. Okay, so we'll give you the synopsis. I usually do a, do like a, a noir voice to introduce it like September 5th. Please do. But this, well this isn't an I feel like that's more for old cases whereas this is a modern case. So I'm just going to do it in a normal voice. February 13th, 2017, that's when this happened, two schoolgirls decided to make the most of their day off from their Delphi Community Middle School to hike together along the Monon High Bridge Trail. Monon? Monon? Not sure how you say that, but... I don't know, but it looks really cool if you look up. It does, yeah, it yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, and I, I watched this video of this guy who did a, a um, virtual recreation of the bridge. I don't know why he just mm. didn't go and film it, <laughs> but he, he did this kind of virtual reality creation of it, and it looks amazing. Web sleuths amazing. don't get out of the house much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that happened. They went on this bridge trail in the small town of Delphi, Indiana, where they both live. Later that day, the local authorities would be embarking on the same hiking trail, desperately looking for the two girls because they never turned up to meet a family member from their pickup point. The key to solving this mystery might come from one of the girls themselves. 14-year-old Libby German, which is one of the girls, had the wherewithal to Snapchat a mysterious man walking towards them moments before their murders along with a voice recording of the man talking to them and ordering them down the hill, or at least that seems like what he's doing. Two years and 42,000 tips later, the man remains unidentified and police are no closer to achieving justice for Libby and Abigail. So what's, what's happened? Well, I think it's, what I think is quite interesting, the, the whole kind of Snapchatting thing. So there's lots of stuff. The audio isn't very good quality. No. Um, and I think might be making this up but I thought the police had said that it was quite muffled and she had she had been clever enough to film it and it's clearly maybe potentially in her pocket or uh-huh. something so she knows that this is not a good guy that they're following and, and to kind of have her wits about her and there was also stuff that I read where apparently in some of the snapchats or in some of the messages she's saying that there's this creepy guy so but again I don't know if that's true I think that might be rumour um, but talking about this creepy guy walking towards them because they would have seen him obviously walking the whole yeah. length of the, the bridge right 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 so it's quite kind so of so they the snapchat that we have or the image that we have of the guy or the you know mm. taken from a video he's kind of far away mm. so does that suggest that they knew from far away that he was trouble for some reason well I think I think it would if you're snapchatting if you're videoing someone walking towards you yeah then you would, you're doing it for a reason. Uh-huh. And if you're 13, 14, it's probably not because 
And does that suggest that they knew him? Well, that's the thing. So I thought initially it could mean that they knew him. Yeah. But then if the rumours are that they had sent messages or there was a thing about him, this this creepy guy, and the fact that Libby was videoing or had audio of him whilst her phone was in her pocket, that mm-hmm. suggests that they're really uncertain. You wouldn't be... You wouldn't be doing that if you knew who the person was. Yeah, definitely when they're recording him talking, yeah. you're thinking, okay, they know at this point that this is a this is a, an unsettling encounter. Because you feel safe with people that you know. You're not going to... Yeah. yeah. But I'm just thinking that because they start, because they seemed to recognize immediately that there was danger, mm. maybe that meant that they knew who this guy was or that, I don't know, if he shouted something at them or something like that. But they seemed to recognise straight away that there was mu- that, that, that there was murder, that, that, that there was danger. It's quite interesting. Is if, is if he w- walks across the entire length of the bridge, and they're there, which is quite a way, or even in the video, how far away he was, why they stood there, why didn't they run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they felt uneasy. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. So what does it, does it so that the folks at home know? Mm. The, the the it's not a great video of him walking towards them you can't really tell much other than he's wearing kind of hiking boots uh light blue jeans Mm. uh some kind of coat and looks like some kind of hat and he's got his face down looks like kind of a a stout man well that's the thing because in the initial press conference i think they just released a still of it they didn't release a video Mm. and he the way he's leaning it makes him look really quite broad and quite stout like you were saying yeah but then in the most recent press conference where they released the footage he, he looks slimmer mm. than he did in the original where it was just still which is quite yeah that's true yeah it kind of changes the, 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 thinking that he's a completely different build is quite key yeah yeah because he, he I think it's just like he's wearing like a puffy coat mm. so it's hard it's hard to tell because I think the still made everyone think that he was a middle aged yeah just you know just looks like bad news coming towards you yeah but then when you see the video he he actually just looks like kind of a normal a normal like there's no, there's nothing he's a very nondescript man yeah from, from what i can tell okay so maybe we maybe we should talk about this press conference straight away the first one well or the second second's more interesting the second one is just explosive so so that was 2017 right they, yeah so this happened in 2017 they did that press conference i think later that year mm. and they were like they released the still and they were like who is this guy and they released a sketch we should say as well of someone who was like in his 40s quite heavy set quite hairy uh-huh he had like a, a goatee yeah. thing going on anyway so they've got this sketch right now in 2019 two weeks ago on april 19th 2019 the task force held a press conference to announce a change in focus for the case. They revealed a new sketch of the suspect, which looks considerably younger and completely different in general to the first sketch. Mm. He looks kind of in it around like 20, 30, 20 to 30s. Yeah, he looks very young. Yeah, looks, clean shaven. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, the perpetrator has hair where before his scalp was covered by a flat cap. They also announced that although they initially thought the perpetrator to be middle-aged, he could be as young as 18. They mm. also announced that... What else did they announce? That it's not definitely not, like, to completely scrap the last sketch. They said it's definitely not that guy. Yeah, right. So, so why have we scrapped the last sketch? Because, to me, the last sketch looks more like the guy in the video mm. than the new sketch. With the cap and everything, yeah. because yeah. I was looking at the... I was looking at the new sketch and then looking at the guy in the video and I was thinking like, this doesn't really look like that guy, even though it's grainy. I read quotes from the sketch artist saying that that he drew that sketch two years ago. Right. And that sketch is actually like one of the ones that he drew based off of um, witnesses and other people who were on the trail who saw people. Okay, so the... The idea is that they based it off that they had seen a guy who looked like that. A witnesses mm. had seen a guy who looked like that around that trail. Mm. So, uh, is the assumption that they found that guy and cleared him? Well, I don't know. I mean, they've just not explained it at all, and they're not even not commenting anything on, here. on why they've made that change in any way. No, 
And they're so kind of, they, they've released no information about how they were killed, apart from to say that they were brutally murdered. They've released no information about how they were found, except it was down um, under the bridge and some guy's land that they, they did look at. Yeah. Um, they've released no information about whether they were sexually assaulted or not. There's, there's nothing. All we know is that these two girls were murdered brutally at this time. So would we... Uh it would be easy to assume that they were sexually assaulted, surely. Because otherwise, what is the motivation for killing two little girls? I suppose, I mean, that's a likely or a possible uh-huh. outcome, but I, I don't know if you can assume that. Well, let's, 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 you know, ruminate on what the motivations might be to kill two, sco- two school girls. Mm-hmm. Sexual assault, Okay easy that's what most people come to you know if a school girl is found dead you think okay someone is has a proclivity for young school girls who has just lost control or or even you know planned Mm. it and is just a sick person uh not that the person who lost control isn't also sick uh but what are the other things to silence them about something about something to exert power and control mental illness as well I just think if they're exerting power and control it would normally come with a, a sexual, sexual element, assault yeah. usually but maybe uh, may, what, maybe that was just one step too far for him yeah he could murder two girls and then I suppose it also of, depends on like maybe there was an attempt but there was no follow through and then to silence them yeah yeah so yeah that's what he was going to do but it never maybe happened maybe it was a failed then, yeah. sexual assault and it's these are the kinds of things where it, it would be easier to ruminate about those things if we knew anything anything about the autopsy or the or the cause of death or even a murder weapon. Obviously, we've got a video of the guy, so we're thinking that the murder weapon isn't, you know, a massive axe or a bow and arrow. Some mm. people online are saying, "What if it's a bow and arrow because it's hunting season and stuff like that?" There's a there's also they have said that they've got DNA. Yeah, exactly. So is that blood or is that semen? What is it? There's no commentary in, in any way about what it is. No. I mean, you just, do, again, it. I'm assuming that it's from a sexual assault so, it, mm. the, the, so that it would be semen. Uh, There's also a quote that I picked up from the conference. Oh, go on. Where it says, the way, uh, the way you left those girls. Exactly, and yeah. And that's yeah, such yeah. a chilling line. Yeah. And it kind of, your imagination just completely runs away with you. Because, it, they've, yeah. re- because they've released no information apart yeah. from they've found near one another exactly I don't see why they don't just here's the thing I understand keeping things close to your to mm. your chest because you want to make sure that you get the right guy so that so that if you get a guy in the room and you ask him you know how did you kill him and he says oh I did this and that and that corresponds with what they found at the crime scene then they can be like okay right it's definitely this guy but they've got DNA so yeah. they, they can do that anyway yeah so they might as well just tell us uh, the mode what they of, do, yeah. of murder. But I suppose it's that kind of just blanket rule, keeping the lid shut on everything, and that way reduces the chance of things slipping out or being released that's unintentional. It makes me think that it's like some bizarre way of killing them. Yeah. No? Yeah, that's what I or thought. Or would they be more likely to release it if it was a bizarre way of killing them? I thought it was something really... From my expert knowledge from all my TV shows that uh-huh. I watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, um, is you, I would I would assume it was something really weird. So when you said the way that you left them, I'm like you've done something really weird that yeah. only you would know. It's yeah. not just you, they're lying on the ground. Yeah, there's something odd about it, like how you placed them or yeah. how they were killed yeah. and then left. And again, to me, maybe it's just because I have this idea in my head anyway, but the way you left them sounds to me like it was a, there was a sexual assault. Yeah. yeah but maybe and that that's just of... my confirmation bias coming into play. I don't know. I don't know if it's I just don't want to think about it <clears throat> being a sexual assault. Somehow it's more okay for me to think about it being a brutal murder yeah. than two teenage girls who were sexually assaulted and then murdered. I think I just always assume that if a child goes missing, that it's a, mm. that there is a sexual uh, motivation for it. That's just where my because otherwise because I guess you know unless it's also the parents who did it. Mm. Those are, those are pretty much the two things. If it's not the parents who have have like killed them by accident or something like that, then uh, there's very few people in a child's life normally yeah. 
who would have motivation to kill that child uh, if unless they just uh, wanted to sexually assault them yeah. and, and then cover it up, obviously. But again, that's just me ruminating. And There's you might sense. have, people at home might have realized that we don't have all the answers here. And this isn't a very good fact-based podcast, but if you want the facts of the case, you should just... There are about five of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, you know, Google it. There are about it and... five facts. We've got the girls' <laughs> names, and that's about it. Yeah. There's also, it's quite interesting, the whole press conference and how they went about doing it. So I think they announced the press conference four days before they held it. Right. They... Um, made everyone sign in when they went to sit down, which the way that some reporters were talking about it made me think that's unusual and not normally uh-huh. the case. Well, it's not normally open to the public. Oh, okay. And yes, and it's kind of, I, I suppose, advertising it. Yeah. And the way that the um, inspectors spoke, yeah. it, was, it made it really seem like they have something new. And I think you actually said you didn't expect us to change. Let's just listen to the press it. conference because yeah. it's so bizarre. Um, d- People, folks at home should definitely go and listen to this press conference because it's just crazy. But uh, so we, we'll stop and start it a few times. We also believe this person is from Delphi, currently or has previously lived here, visits Delphi on a regular basis, or works here. We believe this person is currently between the age range of 18 and 40, but might appear younger than his true age. directly to the killer who may be in this room. We believe you are hiding in plain sight. For more than two years, you never thought we would shift gears to a different investigative strategy, but we have. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's, uh, let's pause it there. What the hell does that mean? For well, more than two years, you never thought we would switch gears to a different investigative strategy, but we have. This made me think that they know who it is, or they have a strong suspicion about who it is. Yeah. And someone, or an idea, maybe, or a number of people where it's like, they've always been around, they've kept close to the case, they're always asking questions, they might be going to the parents saying, do you know anything more, and kind of appeared out of nowhere. Right. Which people would do because, you know, you want to give support to your community. So you might, you know, put yourself forward to the parents, if you never, even if you've never spoken them, to them before, to let them know how sorry you are for their loss and stuff. But yeah, it makes me think that they, they, they know. He sounds like personally aggrieved, this inspector. He's like, oh, yeah, you never sure. thought we would and we did it. And he sounds angry and he sounds shook. He's clearly uh, emotional about mm. this case to the point where I don't know whether that's the best thing because if it's, uh, he's starting to sound like the the detective who worked on the Yorkshire Ripper case who just got so like mm. feeling like it was a battle and then every day that you lose that battle your mental health deteriorates yeah. but you know maybe you know maybe this guy is on top of things but what so what's the different investigative strategy well, this is the thing. Unless no he's clue. just he's just talking nonsense. And he says, you know, there's that bit where he says we've been going at, you know, for two years we're going off information, uh, from off leads, and then this new information. I think he says. Yeah. And that's like, what new information do you have that made you completely change tack? Yeah. And I also like he he points out the fact that uh, previously the still of the guy made it look like he had a really pronounced limp. Right. And then to explain that that's not the case. It's because of the way that the bridge is that he's well, walking he, in a funny way. Yeah, he, well, he said, look at the way this guy walks. And then immediately after yeah. he says, but also that's Ignore completely that. irrelevant <laughs> because it's a, a broken bridge. Uh, the, the, the thing about switching different to a different investigative strategy makes me think that he thinks it's a uh, family member. So that's what I thought as well. And I feel like this is quite aggressive. Like they're trying to trip him up. Yeah, and it's 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 very personal and direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that level of aggression and emotion, that feeling, like he, that that inspector's kind of shaken by, as I was saying, he kind of it's like he knows or he thinks he knows who it is. Yeah, you definitely get the impression that the uh, the the police think that they're in a cat and mouse game. Mm. They're not searching for a needle in a haystack as much as they're like mm. chasing a specific 
guy. Mm. What's quite interesting, though, is they only told the family members right before the press conference. Yeah. So they only told them about the sketch and what information they were going to release to the press right before. And then they were filmed leaving visibly really upset. Okay, well, the, well, the family members Yeah. Were. Okay, I didn't know that. Well... So presumably, well, if this is a, f- a friend or family member, presumably the, the family will look at that sketch and think, okay, oh, that's Dave. Mm-hmm. So this is so this is one of the theories that I found online. Yeah, go on. That I was actually quite taken in by until I realised that none of it could it's be impossible. proved. <laughs> none of it can be proved, and it's yeah. probably all rubbish. And there's a lot of backlash of people. If you're about to say aliens, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> there's a lot of backlash backlash of people saying um, getting annoyed that people are accusing this family member. Okay. Um, and saying it's based on nothing, and there's clearly but. It didn't come out of nowhere. That that was my feeling. So I read this blog okay. that uh, was talking about Libby German's step-grandfather, uh, step Mike Patty, who looks after her along with her um, actual grandmother. And he has uh, a son called Cody Patty. Okay. I think. I think that's his son. Although I read somewhere earlier that it was a cousin. Um and basically the reason why people think it might be Cody Patty is apparently so afterwards he was obviously really visibly upset he set up the GoFundMe page um, to raise money for the families and so on Um, but apparently around or on the day of that the girls went missing he and someone on his Facebook account who's actually a police officer in the Delphi force were making comments about a 14-year-old girl and about Cody having had some kind of relationship with a 14-year-old girl and um, Cody was like, oh, but it's fine. Kind of going back and forth and joking about it. And then afterwards, this has been taken down, it's been deleted, but I've seen screenshots of what could potentially be from his Facebook account of those messages but might also be... Of messages about him having an... Yeah, about about joking about having an affair with a okay. 14-year-old girl. And it is the insinuation that he's talking about... So that's how this blog that I read, that's how they were interpreting it. And they were saying Libby was 14, she disappeared on that day. There were also rumours that Libby had an older boyfriend. Um, and there was a rumour that Libby had been pregnant, although I don't think that's true. It's probably unlikely. Um, and so because of those comments that he had made and also the fact that I thought he kind of looked similar to the sketch this okay yeah. so we're looking at who, Mike Pat and I'm sorry that Cody Patty this is Cody Patty yeah. okay I'm sorry that we're naming names but also uh, you know I don't really care that much <laughs> so, so you know we're trying to solve a murder here and it might be that all of that stuff about the the Facebook messages that's all made up. That's just some yeah. sicko we're out ju- there. We're just reporting what's yeah. out there. These are the theories that are out there. Okay, so we're looking at this guy right now, Cody Patty, and then let me get the new sketch up. And he'd be the right age. And how old is he? I think he's. He looks like he's, he's in his twenties, thirties. Oh no, new sketch has more hair. Mm. Well. I, don't I mean, know I why. certainly see a resemblance. I think it was the fa- it was the width. It was a kind of broad face, and I don't think I don't think that's a terrible shout. I mean, obviously, you've got to be careful, uh, you know, accusing people based on that they look like the sketch. But it sounds like there's a little bit more to it. If you're going down the path of could it be a family member, mm-hmm. and then this is the only thing that I found about a single family member. Yeah. Okay. Then it kind of. Well, that's good investigative yeah. work, Corey. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Th- my only problem with the idea that it's a, f- a friend or family member would be that how how do, do they just come across them on the hike? So this is my thing. If so, it's unlikely to be the parents or the grandparents or some of the girls, you yeah. know, who looked after by the girls. But if you had a step brother, a step kind of, I don't even know what the relation is, step uncle. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, who you d- didn't grow up with, you didn't live with, you may not even see that often. Then you could potentially find him. You could find him a creepy guy. You could be like, I didn't like him. I yeah. don't know. I'm completely making this up. Yeah. But I could imagine that relationship, would it yeah. you still have that relationship? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But is it, so is would the idea be in this scenario 
that it just so happens that they bumped into each other that day? Well, no, it would probably be that he knew that they were there. But How it would also, he know that they were cause there? Because the family member, because the family would have told him. Or he could have asked where she was and they could have been like, oh, she's yeah. out on the trail today with her friend. I just feel, I mean, maybe, but I just feel like it's a bit of a long shot. There's also... He would then find them mm. and that he would... You know, it's kind of a... From what I gather, it's kind of a secluded uh, trail that's kind of long. Mm. Uh, and he would just have to... He would have to hedge his bets that there's no one else around. True. But then, so with the... I mean, it's all—it's it's opportunistic, isn't it? You're I don't chancing think... on the fact that no one's around. Whoever it was that killed him, yeah, killed them. Sorry. Well, I'm—I'm I'm saying that it strikes me just on the plain face of it as a crime of opportunity mm. that he's just bumped into them and just thought, yeah, f- it, these two right now. But if you knew that they liked playing there and they liked hanging around the bridge, yeah, you could assume that they were there. Maybe. And maybe, okay, if you didn't find them, you'd be like, oh, well, you know. But also, you if you knew them, you would probably be expecting them to be in school. This is a Monday. I hadn't even thought about the fact they weren't in school. This Why is, were they not in school? From what I gather, it's something like their school gets a certain amount of snow days. Mm-hmm. And because it didn't snow that year, they just gave them a random Monday off. So they decided to go to the trail spend it at the trail that sounds like such a lie to tell the parents no school definitely gave us this <laughs> random day off it's not snowing but it's a snow day <laughs> that's what I read somewhere I don't know it, it was hard to know what to believe when you're reading these blogs and stuff everything that I've read I found a counter for mm. why that is completely made up and complete rubbish let's 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 listen to another sentence of the of this incredible press conference we likely have interviewed you or someone close to you. I mean, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? But it's saying, we know you, but we don't. Yeah. Or he's kind of... That kind of suggests that he hasn't interviewed them. And, well, I mean, if he thinks he knows who it is, he's basically saying, we uh, we know we haven't interviewed you, but we've interviewed someone close to you. He's also saying we might... Well... Because otherwise, if he thinks he knows who it is, and if he's already interviewed them, he would just say... Uh, you know, we know you. We've already interviewed you. True, all that sense of like ambiguity about this whole case and kind of aggression that he's going after the guy, and this whole uncertainty is that is made made to make the per- like the guy who killed them feel on edge. Yeah. Have I got away with it? Have I not? Do they know who I am? Do they not? Yeah. And it's that sense of uneasiness. Yeah. That's more likely to make someone trip up and make a mistake. That'll definitely tie into this next bit, I think. Mm. We know that this is about power to you. And you want to know what we know. And one day, you will. A question to you. What will those closest to you think of when they find out that you brutally murdered two little girls, two children, only a coward would do such a thing. I'm going to keep all those awkward pauses in just so <sighs> the folks can grasp the the tension in the air. Okay, so so what does he say? We know this is about power to you. Mm. Uh, that would suggest what? The, the, the crime scene suggests that? Oh, going after two little girls would suggest that. It's a power play. Yeah, I get. Oh. And and not and not tripping up and not coming forward and not making any mistakes. You're confident in yourself. You're kind of right. But that would speak against the theory that like someone is trying to cover that he got a 14 year old pregnant because that True. in those cases is not about yeah, power. I don't really believe the uh, Libby was pregnant rumor. Right. That was heavily kind of shot down online, but a lot of people are. Still I mean, kind if of Lib- if Libby it. was pregnant, police have got a, a great lead right there. Yeah. <laughs> True. And is follow it, that rabbit She just hole. seems like a normal 14-year-old kid, to be honest. Right. Um, okay, so they say, and you want to know what we we know. Yeah. The only reason I'm saying it is when he says we know this is about power to you, I'm thinking, that makes me think maybe they were tied up. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they were uh, shot execution style. But also, which okay. would suggest, you know, that 
the you, bit where he says they were brutally murdered. Yeah. What will your family think of you? Yeah. If you were gonna, you know, if they were sexually assaulted, what a time! Like in the kind of this is such a tense moment to release that information. If anyone was protecting you, if anyone had any suspicions on you, and they knew that they'd done you'd done that to two little girls, yeah, that might push them over the edge into coming, coming. Well, no, yeah, coming forward and talking to the police. Yeah, but also I'm thinking like if I'm the murderer now, mm. and and he says like. What are they going to think when they find out you murdered two little girls? Only a coward would do that. I'm going to think, oh, God, yeah, he's right. I better just never admit this for the rest of my life. True. I better never come forward. It's just a strange thing to... to again, it just seems like he's uh, having an emotional reaction rather than uh, rather than that he's... Because I think we as civilians like to think that the police are playing 3D chess. Yeah. And that they're kind of luring the killer out. But also, I'm thinking there, he's just kind of getting angry at the killer. Like, how is that going to br- bring the killer out? But it feels, I mean, it feels so rehearsed. It feels so kind of... Yeah, he's clearly chosen these words carefully. He's chosen carefully. He's clearly also practiced the speech. He's practiced giving it. It's well yeah. delivered. The long pauses are there for a reason. Yeah. It's kind of really hitting the point home. And he looks up from his speech as well. Yeah. At particular points. Yeah, so some people were saying uh, that they think he was looking specifically at someone in the room. Because, you know, he keeps looking this mm. way. I don't know. Whenever I'm giving, if I'm giving a talk to a large number of people, I kind of look at one spot. I don't really <laughs> scan the room. Yeah, okay. So it looks like I'm, I'm looking up, but not really necessarily engaging with people. Although I did hear, f- no, I did that's fair enough. hear from some uh, reporters who were saying there were police all around the room and they felt like the police around the room were looking at people and were right. looking at people when he was particularly would, this bit here right. where he was saying you know you might be in the room and how you did this and you brutally murdered them and they were kind of properly looking and that's how they would the they felt. would for sure have been told and reporters would have been told to to mm. look out for that as well I mm. think you know that's how they do it in Britain anyway uh, this is my favourite part of the press conference is it odd to have a favourite part of a, something like this but that's- this is this I is mean, just I'm, where it turns completely bizarre to I me. I can't remember what happens. We are confident that you have told someone what you have done. Or at the very least, they know because of how different you are since the murders. Okay, hang on. That wasn't the bit I was talking about. But okay, the, but that's uh, assuming that there's a change. Again, which makes me think that they have an idea about who it was. Because yeah. I would assume if it's been two years, yeah. either nothing's changed at all or they've become more confident in like the fact that they've got away with it and they might have just become more i would imagine he's talking about that they've spiraled into alcoholism or something yeah that's what i mean he knows that you think it would be is making you think it's a negative thing yeah whereas i would assume that if there was this predator that went after these two young girls and they got he got you know he's fulfilling a fantasy or whatever yeah and he's got away with it I would think that that potentially leads into him being more confident and more arrogant and thinking Yeah, I mean, as, t- it, as time goes on. A, cer- a certain type of person probably would. Mm. It depend- because if, if, this is, if this guy is young, if this guy is, say, 20 years old, you know, it's probably more of an impulsive murder. True. It's probably more of just, you know, someone, you know, loses... Because, you know, people who have fantasies like this are sometimes psychosexual mm. uh, sadists and and uh, psychopaths and have no remorse and stuff. But oftentimes they're people who, you know, go home and just shit themselves for yeah. the rest of their lives that they're going to get caught. I suppose that's the stuff that you never really see either. Yeah. You don't see the people who are racked with guilt but don't come forward and it completely changes their life forever when they've, commi- when they've committed such a brutal yeah. act. All you see is the ones like... Ted Bundy or yeah, whatever, yeah. where they're they're confident. They're yeah, chill, and they're not they're not all like Ted Bundy. Mm. Some of them do uh, worry, and uh, maybe not the serial killers as much because with a serial killer, you're usually looking for a psychopath. Well, guilt is a normal human emotion as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd I'd imagine that he's talking about that someone has started drinking mm. and doing drugs, and that you know that they that they have a specific person in mind, and that. The family would know that he's kind of spiraled out of control. 
People online are saying that they get the impression... Actually, I'll say this bit after the name. So this is my favorite bit of the press <laughs> conference. We try so hard to understand how a person could do something like this to two, child, to two children. I recently watched a movie called The Shack. And there's also a book that talks so well about evil about death, and about eternity. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what the f*** is he talking about? I really want to watch The Shack now. Okay, so the shack, the, the shack is a 2017 film about reckoning with your past sins, forgiving yourself, and coming to terms with your moral path. So it's kind of, you know, uh, a guy who makes mistakes in his life. Okay. And uh, so also it depicts a young girl who gets murdered in the woods. Okay. By a serial killer, and then so the lead, so the lead in the film. I, I this is based on the trailer. I haven't seen the film. I mean, I can't believe we, I didn't watch the film as preparation. I should have for this. It's so I'm so annoyed at myself. Yeah, I should have, but I, I only <laughs> thought to do that like last night, and it was already one thirty. I was like, I'm gonna have to go to sleep soon. <laughs> <laughs> Stop watching this press conference. Uh, so anyway, so the, the 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 lead in the movie is like a guy who nearly kills his dad when he's younger. And then they fast forward, oh. and he's got a family, and uh, and his young daughter goes missing, and he spirals into depression and uh, drinking and stuff. And then it turns into like he discovers like some mystical land in the woods, of course. Uh, and it's very it's very religious. Is there a shack thematically? There? There's a shack. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. so they meet at the shack, and yeah. it's all about like him having conversations with God and then these certain characters arrive and they're supposed to represent God and his, you know... Is the book he's referencing, the, the inspector in the press conference, is that... I, I, when he said that, I was like, is he talking about the Bible? Well... <laughs> or is there, is, there actually, is there actually a book that the, the Shack, shack is, is based on? The Shack is a novel, but also it's... It, it, he's clearly, I think, trying to uh, evoke the... I suppose communities like that are going to be quite potentially quite deeply religious. Well, you say that, but I looked it up, and Delphi is only 38.6% religious. Uh. And then they, those break down into different denominations. So that would suggest he is thinking of someone specifically, and one r theory that I read online was saying that this is a, a preacher's son Ooh. that's done this, which would make sense with all this religious stuff, unless this police detective is just religious and he's projecting all this stuff onto... So one of the suspects that I found, who it definitely wasn't right. I don't think it was, was a former pastor. Oh, okay. So that's quite so interesting. He was a middle-aged man. Uh, I don't know. They explored the link in November, apparently. Right. Um, he has... was is, I think he's already in prison for sexually assaulting two women and shot another. These preachers, man. I know, right? What is wrong with these um, guys? But it's such it's such a kind of either he's just sharing a little bit of, you know, his own interests. Yeah. Cinematic interests yeah, exactly. and he's just, you know or it's really targeted. And I li it seems looking looking targeted, at the guy right? it feels targeted, but is that because I want it to be? He literally he has chosen the words of this press conference yeah. so carefully and he has a sentence in it saying I recently watched a movie called The Shack. <laughs> yeah. He's just talking about, like, what he did that weekend. Yeah, bizarre. It's a weird one. Absolutely bizarre. This must be aimed at someone specific. Yeah. That he, for some reason, knows has watched that film or wants him to watch that film or. or and it's the link something. with, as well, the whole, like, you know, with this new information that's come out from earlier on that it, when he says that. And it's like, what are you. If you if you have this, if you have an idea about who it is, why aren't you acting on it? There's all this tension, there's all this... Yeah, and if he has an idea of who it is, uh, what does he need us for, mm. exactly? To he, he needs someone... I guess he's looking for, you know, whoever that person is close to to come forward and say, like, oh, yeah, he admitted it to me when he was drunk or something. But there's also stuff about getting the public to come forward about an abandoned car. Right, so... That was left on the side... Um, um, police so police are looking for someone who that day parked at the local welfare building mm. uh, and they they named a specific car that I can't remember, some American thing that yeah, I've never yeah, heard yeah. of. Uh, does the fact that they were parked in the welfare building mean that 
you, you know, suggest anything about the um, their economic status? I don't know. I mean, it or could the, just oh. be that they want someone who was parked there because they were there at the time when they think they could have seen someone. Maybe, yeah. You yeah. don't know which way it goes because they're so... They're not saying this person is a suspect. They're just saying we're looking for this person. But also, based on the fact that they have two sketches, clearly there's a few people around that have seen someone. Yeah. So they're not short of... I don't see why they would just pick on this guy in the blue Camaro Mm. or or whatever it is. Uh, Suggest to me that they think that that was the the guy. Mm. And again, it's probably... If they have a specific person in mind, they probably know that they drive that car or did drive that car. And they want family members to start the wheels in motion thinking, oh, actually, Dave drives that car and he has been acting a bit odd in the last two years. And he does kind of look like that guy or he had those clothes in the video. And he is off watching The Shack upstairs right now. (laughs) Looked like a good film, so. Oh, my God. I'm definitely going to try and watch that soon. Yeah, I am going to watch it. Actually, it didn't look good. But you kind of have... I feel like I have to. Yeah, I have to watch it now. Uh... But, it, I mean, it looked like a really American, like, it was really heavily religious by the oh, looks of it. Great. So, I don't know whether, uh, you know, I, d- I don't know whether, like I said, this police guy seems to have a good idea of who's done it based on the words he's using in this mad press conference. Mm. I can only assume that he's chosen these mad words because... He has a good idea of who's done it and that they're specifically targeting a certain person. Yeah. And they're trying to back it or make him feel like he's backed into a corner. Yeah. It's quite... I read as well, again, this could be made up because I don't know. Um, But apparently the former Delphi prosecutor has been sworn back in as the deputy prosecutor. And apparently he said that he'd only come back if there was enough or new evidence for this case and one other case. Okay. So, par- so, if it's true, then people think, right, he's come back in, and he said he'd only come back if there was, in, in order to prosecute either this or to one of the other cases. prosecute this case. Delphi case. Yeah. Interesting. Which is, which is quite interesting. Yeah, so they seem to think that they've got some stuff. Mm. And, but have they got some stuff? I really don't know. Uh, do you want to hear a Delphi fact? Yeah, hit me. Is it, I've, I only have one fact. Oh, okay. But I think it speaks to the character of the town. It's a small town, you know? Yeah. It's probably not. Delphi is home to two iconic professional wrestlers. Clarence Whistler of the 1880s. Great name. So that's, you know, nearly, nearly 150 years ago. Yeah. And Dick the Bruiser of the 1950s. Uh, two big old units. Yeah, they sound right? it. Two tough yeah. guys. And the population of Delphi recorded in 2010 was only 2,893. So it tells me that if a population of under 3,000 can produce yeah. two big old wrestling units yeah. who aren't related to each other as far as I can tell. Well, descendants of them are still going to be in the town as well. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. I can't imagine many people kind of leave or, or no. come into the town. It's probably quite a kind of fixed population. Yeah, probably... Dick m- the Bruiser, what a great... Yeah, probably Mary the Bruiser is still there to this day. <laughs> Uh, but also like 1880s not wow. a lot of people were wrestling back then you know what yeah. I mean he must, it must be like a bit of a place where it's like mountain folk and like they're just like lifting logs and yeah they're trees lifting logs for all day and, yeah. Yeah. yeah although I can't imagine in the 1880s it was that hard to be like one of the best wrestlers because not that many people would have wrestled and maybe yeah I wonder if wrestling was already fake back then no, I don't think. I think it was probably more aggressive. It's probably more like MMA without the technique. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, right. So that's the. So are you, are you ready to name a name the kill? I still don't. I still don't know. Give me that. Give me their profession. Or okay. So I think they have. I think they probably have a job. Okay. I think they're employed. I don't know what profession. Because yeah. I don't know what I don't know the professions of any of the people in the case. Right. Okay. Um, I think they're either a family member or not immediate necessarily, but right. one of the Distant. kind of cousins or yeah. something like that, um, or have kind of come back, come into the family's life over the last two years. Right. And kind of befriended Would them they in a way. Would they have come 
into the family's life through, for example, church. Yeah, potentially. I mean, that's such a strong reference. It was re- the religion is referenced referenced so heavily in the press conference that yeah. I have to imagine that they think it's some kind of church guy. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm gonna. I always pin it on the church guys. So that's what I'm gonna do again. I reckon it's some kind of churchish knows them through church mm. or. Uh, that's what I'm going to go for. Knows them through, ch- went to their church. Yeah. Yeah. And is probably, I'm going to say like, at the time he did it, I'm going to say he was like 24. I was going to go mid 20s. Living yeah. at home, uh, l- l- living with his mum and dad. And, you know, since then is not doing too well for himself. And probably someone who isn't very social, isn't really able to like talk to women or whatever because I like you would if they're approaching teenage girls yeah then they're not they're probably not going to be that comfortable with women their own age yeah yeah maybe not maybe not well I think we've had enough murder for today that was a long murder discussion (laughs) about based on not that much actual information (laughs) right yeah we did well to stretch that for an hour we have absolutely nothing about this case most of the stuff i've got is probably not true probably (laughs) not true probably not true look we're we're not uh you know if people want to hear cold hard facts and super uh you know backed up opinions they can go listen to brain scratch yeah we're just two you know ordinary people having a conversation trying to figure out some some mysteries out there yeah trying to figure out this crazy world of ours so uh let's just listen to like a nice twiddly song to uh to offset all the murder (laughs) done for today so here's some iron and wine there's a couple ways to cross Thomas County line You can't see beyond the trees They're too tall and wide And I never seem to see around my brother's wife Nobody looks away when the sun goes down There are castles for kings, there are birds without wings, I could whine about it all, but I won't. Yeah, so that was just a nice twiddly song. But I was saying, that that song kind of reminds me of the case, because it's talking about, like, crossing county lines and hiking up the hillside or whatever just very rural u.s yeah rural u.s i guess that's why uh this this case kind of hits me in the i always look for cases that kind of hit me somewhere in the in, in the, the fields in the gut area because yeah. uh because you know that then i'm just more in tune with i can picture it you're yeah. also just more likely to want to research it to find it out. You have that kind of... Yeah, if I have a kind of emotional mm. attachment. And it always helps if I can kind of picture it in my head of what mm. might have happened. Or, you know, if I've... Because fe- even, you know, that song and this case is all kind of uh, American iconography that I'm not super knowledgeable about from, from personal experience. Mm. But I feel like I've kind of seen the Delphi movie yeah when you've done that much research into a town that you're unlikely to ever visit yeah or even go past yeah and you kind of get a sense of the people who live there and what the place is like yeah and what they're kind of you know what the kids do at school and what the sports of the area are and so on I've always been really drawn to cases like this that have like kind of a an old fashioned uh American country town mm. vibe to them where it's going to be someone that you know yeah because it's yeah because it's that kind of i i associated that growing up because i used to watch loads of films and stuff growing up my mom just used to plonk me in front of mm. the tv and i just watched like you know free willy or whatever great film wow and, and it's that kind of vibe where it's like uh you know you, you don't quite know this because american growing up is like so yeah. different to how we would have grown up in britain 
But then when it comes to these cases, I feel like I can kind of place myself in these towns. Yeah, yeah, and because I associated them growing up with like wholesome, you know, before I knew what a swear word was,、mm. I could see Free Willy jumping over the thing, you know. Now to have them associated with like violence and uh, and uh, there's a darkness, there's a、yeah. kind of sadness. Yeah, it's the light meeting the dark. Yeah, that's why. Do you have a, a case that's particularly Uh, you know, if you if you could solve one murder in your life, what, what would it be? Oh, that's a tough one. I think if you were gonna, you've got the keys to. You're at the pearly gates. You're asking. You, God says you can ask me one one question, and you、uh, and you reply. All right, who murdered? Oh, the only one I can think of is Jack the Ripper. Who was Jack the Ripper? Yeah, who was? But it's going to be、Ripper. some guy you've never heard of. True, but then I d- I don't. So I don't know anyone that's been murdered. Yeah, 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 and I don't even know anyone who's like who knows anyone. Well, now who's you've got、murdered. the Delphi. Well, I would ask kids, who、right? who murdered the Delphi kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonder what he'll say. What would yours be? Who would you want to know? Because、uh, you know a lot of cold cases too. Yeah, it would have honestly been the Golden State Killer.、Mm. I was so into the Golden State Killer. And when that tied up with the um with the burglaries. Yeah, and I can't、yeah. remember what nickname they gave him. The, the Vesalia bu- ransack. Yeah, the ransack, whatever. And、yeah. it's kind of you see how it all comes together. That's、yeah. mind blowing. And I loved that because I was a big proponent on the forums. I was one of the ones saying these two are definitely the same person.、Mm. And people were like, no, no, no. And now, and when you were proven right, come on, bask in the glory. Well, we're not proven right, but he grew up in. Yeah, he was working in Vesalia at the time, so you know. Apology accepted. <laughs> If I could solve any case now, it would maybe be. I mean, everyone probably wants Maddie solved, don't they? Just so that they can.、Oh, I hadn't even thought of Maddie. Hey, but we don't know if she was murdered. Yeah, true.、Uh, well, people would just want to know: was it definitely、yeah. not the parents? I don't think it was the parents. No, I don't think it was the parents either. But I feel like if you polled, seventy percent of、yeah. Britain would say that it was the parents. That many? I think it would be something like seventy. Wow!、That's、I was actually the... talking about the Madeline McCann case today. Oh、uh, yeah. Yeah. With, Saying... your, with your kids in school. Yeah. <laughs> actually, was <laughs> with one of my sixth formers. Oh.、Um, well, sixth form, they're allowed to. Yeah. Talk about you know murder and child abduction and stuff. Yeah. And we were saying how it's kind of—it's really sad. It's one of those cases that will probably never be solved. Yeah. But I think people are almost because it's so spoken about and it's so. Intensely talked about, and we know every aspect of it.、Mm. She was saying, and she—I think she was too. I don't know how old she was when Madeline McCann just disappeared, waved like a baby, and she's bored of it almost. She's like, I know all about it. As we we're saying when the documentary came out, and then we we're talking about the others that came out at the same time, and I didn't think the Madeline McCann one was that good, yeah, because the others were so gripping because there were new stories and new information. I lost interest with Madeline McCann, which is、right. really sad. Yeah, it is the biggest case of our lifetime、mm. for sure. Uh, other than, I want to say, I, people people disagree when I say this, but I would say it's like up there behind nine eleven. I think nine eleven is pretty much the only other story for like an event. Obviously, a single event, yeah. yeah single over the Iraq War doesn't really count because it's like over a decade. Yeah. What else happened that was like seven?、Uh, the London bombings. I think Maddie's a bigger story than that. Well, I probably agree with you actually. I think if if you if you put a headline on the newspaper,、mm. Maddie found tomorrow. Oh my god! Yeah. I think more people are going to buy that newspaper. I don't think you could drum up any other headline that's going to be as that's going to make as many people buy that、yeah. newspaper. I can imagine that being street parties almost. Could be. Yeah. Could be. But I don't think we'll ever find it. But there's so little evidence. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they found like they were doing clearance, and they found like the toy or the jumper or the jacket or something. Yeah. And that's it. I think she she's probably dead. Yeah. But、uh, you know, if I could pick any case to solve, I would pick、uh, maybe Asia Degree or John. Ben- Do you know anything about John、yeah. Benet Ramsey? Just baffling cases that I don't really know what happened. I like the child. I don't like the child abductions, yeah. But those are the most interesting to me because it's like you know, kids. Yeah. Who, who the hell is going to take a a little kid? Because it messes with your head so much. Yeah, it really does. 
Because then when you start to think, and even in like small town murders like this, where you think like, okay, well, some seemingly normal person in this town mm. has done something grotesque. And then you start to think like, you're starting to think about your own friendship group of like, well, you know, by process of eliminating, how many people are in our friendship group in London? Probably like 20 or yeah, 20 I'd go to up 25. To, yeah. So by just doing the numbers, one of those is probably a psychopath, maybe two. And I think we all know. Yeah, I think we know. Yeah. So, you know, the chances of someone in our group doing something completely heinous one day, you know, could be, you know, I, think I wouldn't bet against still it. minimal. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm still new to the group, so I don't know them as well as you um, know them. That's true. And, well, you're the newest. You'd probably be the first to go as well. Yeah, true. Yeah. Wait, you mean if we were in, like, locked in a house? Yeah. When, when, yeah. Mm. I mean, if we were locked in the house, it was all 20, 25 of us. And the psychopath decided to... And you all had to, to vote on who to kill. Well, if the psychopath was like, I'm going to kill one of you, probably be the newest, wouldn't it? I guess, but then he's not going to care... Or she. True, but, but true. I think, I think we again, all know. I think we know. He's not going to care about, about you know, how well he, he knows me. He's just... Because it's all... Rel- you know, he doesn't care about humans in general. Mm, he's just going to be like, right, chop here, chop there. He might just, you know, he might believe in democracy and put it to a vote. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see you go. Oh, I'd, I'd vote for you to stay. Yeah, we're still getting to know each other. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so when this case is solved, will you come back and do a an update? Follow up. And we'll, yes. Yeah, we'll go through all the bits of evidence and we'll be like, we got that right, we got that right. We got all of that wrong. That yeah. was all made up. <laughs> Instead of listening to the press conference, we'll listen to our own podcast. Yeah. And give ourselves a big pat on the back yeah. when we get it all right. Sounds great. I'd love to. Great. Well, you've been a great guest, Cor. Thank you very much. Say goodbye to the folks at home. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Stay safe out there. I'm all alone every night. How I moan and how I fight those big city blues. I walk for miles, place to place, but no one smiles to help me chase those big